Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, Live Laugh Leafs has ceased to exist as a post-game podcast, at least for the time being. Uh, because the NHL announced Thursday that it has paused operations amid the coronavirus outbreak. So that means we're not going to be breaking down uh, the performance versus Nashville or Boston over the weekend or discussing whatever Florida is doing. Uh, we actually have no idea when the Leafs are going to play next. We're going to have to start breaking down like shell games or something. Like we, I don't know what we got to do here. I was thinking maybe we could like dip into the archives and watch some, you know, <laughs> infamous or famous games in Leafs past and maybe break down those. Uh, but you're right. We're going to have to be a little bit creative because we want to fill out the channel still. Uh, and that will require, you know, obviously this is a post game podcast. It's going to require us talking about something other than, you know, the actual 60 minutes of action. Uh, but we do have some news to discuss today. I mean, we obviously uh, have something to sink our teeth into with the NHL uh, following basically every other league or every other league that has some credibility and shutting down operations. Uh, no expert, but this is obviously the right move because it seems like this is not going to stop the inevitability of coronavirus spreading, but it'll at least protect some people and maybe slow things down to a manageable rate. Yeah, I mean, as much as this is not a favorable thing to do, like sports are an escape from real life, and it's kind of weird that normalcy is getting rolled back here. I mean, you know, like everything is getting shut down and, and, and whatnot. But think about the impact that this is going to make, at least in, in this, like the short term. I mean, every night across North America, there are, you know, multiple gatherings of tens of thousands of people squished in next to each other, you know, able to let this thing incubate. And now that's kind of ceasing to exist. Um, all the restaurants around the, around the arenas and even in like cities and people going over each other's houses, that's going to cease to exist. Like this is, this is the best way to do it. And especially after what happened with the um, Utah jazz, I mean that like it, it, Rudy Gobert gets it and you needed to shut down everything league wide because that, because they played the Raptors and the Raptors came back to Toronto and they share a building with the Leafs and, you know, like vice versa. And the team and the, the plane that was used to transport the jazz, I think was also used to transport. I think it was the Pistons who also share a thing. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was the Pistons who also share an arena with the, with the Red Wings who played the Lightning recently, who then played the Leafs. So it just like, it, this is what, how those, this thing can just like grow and expand exponentially. So just shutting everything down, suspending the season, making sure that everyone is kind of taking the right, you know, measures is, is the right way to do it. I mean, the empty stadiums are not going to do anything. It's the best way to do it. I don't know if we planned on doing <clears throat> takeaways or not, but uh, if we were, you mentioned Rudy Gobert. I mean, the power of sport, but also the power of, you know, 
ignorance and being, being an idiot. idiot. I mean, if it weren't for him, I mean, he would have got it anyway, it seems like. I don't think he, you know, was just out there touching everything he possibly could as to we don't know. one of the situation. We don't really know. But he was trying to make light of the situation. Uh, and it ended up being him that was the first diagnosed athlete. And there's going to be many diagnosed athletes. Um, but it really just showed the power of sport. I mean, the NBA, and it showed the power of the NBA as well, because they were with such swift action, they shut down all of their business. And then every other league understands that they're the model league and followed suit. And now we're seeing other things. We're seeing, you know, Broadway shut things down and movies are on hold and, and all this stuff is sort of following all because of what happened with Rudy Gobert in the ridiculous moment where he was faking touching the mics. And it's something that's going to be following him around forever, but it's almost perfect the way it happened. And it needed to happen because things were going to be a lot worse if, there wasn't this confirmed case and there wasn't this immediate awareness. If there was one more night of action with you're right, all these fans being in attendance and all these games going on and all these undiagnosed cases spreading a little bit more, things could potentially have been far worse than they were or they are going to be. I mean, with any, like, we're not scientists here. We're not going to pretend that we are, but you know, I've done a lot of reading on this because it's the biggest story in the world. And I mean, with any virus or pandemic or outbreaks and like that, you know, time is of the essence. And like you said, you know, you spend another, you, you have another game that, that, you know, another night of play, who knows how many people get infected from that? Who knows how many people get infected from those people and so forth and so forth. The best, like there's the, you know, Jeff Merrick likes to use the, the ancient Chinese proverb where it's the best, the best time to plant a tree was 2000 years ago. The second best time is to, is to do it right now. And to shut down the league, the, the best time to do it would have been, you know, right when this thing happened. Uh, right when this this outbreak came to the U.S., you know it, that would have been a very you know preventative measure, but it did. But you know, like it, that would have been the best time. The second best time is to do it now. And every set, every single second you waited, you were risking more and more people getting exposed, and the situation becoming more and more critical and unraveling to a point where, you know, you might not be able to re reel it back in. So, if you have to halt sports for a couple weeks just to clamp down on a global pandemic, I mean, there it's not even a question that the trade-off is worth it. Yeah, the trade-off is obviously worth it, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be as simple as a couple weeks. I think that's a very idealistic way of looking at things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we see some sports sooner than later, whether it's the NHL, whether it's, you know, uh, obviously March Madness is then happening, but, you know, the Masters is coming up and all these big sporting events. I mean, we're, we're coming up to a critical, critical time on the sports calendar. I'm hoping we see sports sooner than later, but to just think that this is going to stop the spread or calm things down or get things into a manageable sort of uh, into at least something that it's like governments and institutions are able to manage. I think that's a little bit silly. So while I am holding out hope that we obviously see the Stanley Cup awarded at some time before, I guess, next September when we'd be starting this process over again, uh, I am pretty concerned that we won't be doing that. Until September, you think? I just, I just, well, I don't know if it's going to roll up into next year. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to play the play out the end of the season because I'm just not sure. I'm not convinced at least. And again, I'm no expert uh, that this will be sort of all figured out in the timely fashion that people expect it, or at least hope that it will. I think that the ML, the NBA set the, uh, the timeline at 30 days right now. And that's obviously, you know, a very optimistic way of looking at things. And that's just a very preliminary thing. Things change with we, as we saw last night on Twitter, the craziest day to ever be on Twitter, I think, you know, the news changes by the second. 
Um, so you never know. But I, I, I would like to hope in this time of, of um, you know, just darkness, it seems, that something like that, like that there will, there will be a resolution. And shutting all of this down, I mean, I think that's going to make a big impact. Again, we are no scientists. We do not know. This is not something that, you know, we, we are, are versed in. You know, I took a physics course in my last year of university. That's about all, all I know when it comes to science. So, um, but at the same time, I, it would be nice if sports could come back, at least in, in a healthy way. But at the same, at, at the end of the day, they can't resume until this situation is not dangerous to anybody. And if that means we have to wait until September, if that means we have to wait until, you know, December, if that means we have to wait until the new year, whatever. We need to, it, it would be a terrible, horrible situation, but we need to make sure that, that, you know, public health and safety is at the utmost importance. And although it was a little weird for the NHL to wait as long as they did after the NBA made their decision, it, it was still the right decision to make to, to suspend the season and we'll kind of go from there. But shutting shutting all of these shutting all of major sports down eliminates so many public gatherings and potential breeding grounds for a disease i hopefully in my very arbitrary mind hopefully that that does make some sort of difference and doesn't mean that we're sitting here you know around the holidays next year wondering when the you know sports are going to come back so let's go back 30 seconds you mentioned that you wished or you know maybe some people wish that the nhl acted sooner uh, I think a lot of people were worried Wednesday night that the NHL wasn't going to make the right decision here and they were going to try and push through at least for one, two, three nights, maybe a week, just to try and test sort of the, the I don't want to say the boundaries, but just, you know, the limitations at hand here and see if they could, you know, eke out a few more gate revenues, which is a terrible way to put it. Um, but they did wait till the next day. They eventually followed suit with the NBA, probably, you know, about 12 to 16 hours later. I personally have no problem with it all. I actually think they handled the situ situation very well. Uh, you weren't going to shut down the games that were on or had started that night. I mean, the damage was already done at that point, if there was any damage that was done. Uh, and what they were able to do today was, uh, you know, get everyone on a call. They shut down the rinks. No one, there was no, you know, unwanted spread or unneeded spread this morning because everything was sort of shut down. They got everyone on the call. Gary Bettman put, apparently put his foot down. Everyone had a chance to say something. I don't think anything or much was said, as uh, at least the, the folks at TSN were saying. So I think they handled it quite well, where they were able to sort of weigh the pros and cons. Obviously, there was many more pros than cons when talking about suspending or pausing the remainder of the season, for now at least. Uh, but I don't really have any issue uh, with how they did it. And I, but I was admittedly pretty concerned Wednesday night uh, when they weren't moving just as fast as the NBA. Yeah, that's, that's where it was coming from for me. Where at the time on Wednesday night, I was worried that, you know, they were going to say, you know, we're going ahead because they put out the statement saying, you know, we're going to wait. We're not going to make any decisions. And, I, and, and with the NHL, you got to go, oh, I don't know about this. Like, I, I don't know if I can trust you on this one. But they ultimately made the right decision. And like you said, it, it was, you know, it's, it was exactly what they need to do. I'm just glad that there wasn't any, you know, James Dolan kind of uh, holdout that was trying to say, no, guys, it's fine. Let's just. This is, this is usual until the government tells us to shut it down because uh, it was it was nice to know at least from all the reports that um, you know at, at the end of the day everyone was kind of on board with, with this and put public safety kind of above anything else including gate revenue I'm really interested to see how this gets resolved when it does get resolved I mean I mean I'm sure we're going to get into it but it's uh, I mean, do you play the rest of the regular season? Do you kind of cut it off and play the playoffs now? Do you 
do you cut off to play the playoffs now, give the people kind of a, a – or give the players the requisite amount of months that they normally would to have in an offseason, and then you resume whenever that offseason is done. You just play a shortened schedule the next season. I mean, this is a ripple effect that's going to go in, in all vast you know, areas of the sport. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. This is a moment in history. Okay, so let's go – obviously, we got to speak in hypotheticals. So – yeah, let's do a hypothetical. Let's let's do a they're going to return in 30 days hypothetical. So April 12th they're going to be able to resume games again. And then the 2 month hypothetical or the 60 day hypothetical which would be May 12th they have to start things up. So what I'm sort of trying to outline with those is if they start again April 12th they could they could theoretically finish the regular season or some sort of regular season. And if they started on May 12th, they'd have to jump right in to the postseason to get it done at a reasonable rate. So let's talk about what they're going to do potentially with the remainder of the regular season. That is, they're not taking the standings as is and just jumping right into it. How would you handle, maybe you have two weeks to sort this out really quick uh, and then jump into a, play, into a normal potentially playoff format? It's tough to, to deal, like it's tough to handle the situation without compromising some sort of I wouldn't say like integrity of the regular season, but you know, like it, some team is going to feel jobbed from this. Some team is going to feel like they got, you know, their shot of the playoffs taken away. If they just cut the regular season off now and go in by points percentage, there are going to be a lot of teams who are pretty pissed because, you know, they were one point out and they're like, well, we had another 12 games or however many left in the regular season. How could we, like, you're not going to let us play those. And that's fine. And that's warranted. Um, if I was a commissioner, I would, I would just, uh, like, you don't really, if, if it is a 30 day thing, which it probably won't be, that's obviously the most far and away optimistic, uh, you know, assumption for it. But let's say it is, it's April 12th. I'd say maybe you give like five games and then you kind of go from there. Like for, like you, you play, I'd say like the five remaining games on the schedule. So everyone kinda, gets to like 74 games or something like that. Yeah. You make sure. Yeah. Everyone kind of gets to this to whatever a 74 mark is interesting you know like or, or maybe you just like the thing is is speaking hypotheticals here like there's so many different different moving pieces here like arena venue availabilities and you know uh, travel and all that kind of stuff like I was gonna say you just I would say you let every team play you know the the people in contention in their division once before they go to the playoffs and, who, and then that kind of evens up the standing but then like who knows who, what arenas are available at that time who knows what concerts are going to be going on at that time who knows what trap like you know it, it's it's such a it's such a mess if i was i just shut it i just cut the season off be like look if you this the season's have an asterisk on it anyway no matter what we do here so uh you i think we're cutting off now we're going by points percentage and we're starting the, the post season now and hopefully we can kind of ride this out and have a normal off season and moving forward because although someone's going to feel job that's just the way kind of it is it, it, there's an asterisk on it no matter what this is the bet that's probably the easiest way to do business as usual. I think what I would do if you had at least a week to sort of take the teams that are on the bubble and try to figure out who deserves to be in the playoffs. Maybe you have two neutral site tournaments, or maybe you have just one big neutral site tournament where you're bringing in, you know, every team that's sort of in contention for the wild card. Maybe there's a five point minimum there, there where you know, the, there was probably eight to ten teams within that bubble. They all play each other, and they figure out based on, you know, maybe they have like a mini tournament where you're just creating seeding to fit into the last wild card spots. And that way you give the teams that are in, reason, that in a reasonable shot to make the postseason right now 
uh, a chance to get in. I saw on Sportsnet that they had like they had the, the four teams from the from the Eastern Conference uh, playing a little mini play in tournament, but they included Florida. They didn't include include the New York Rangers. New York Rangers have more points, so it doesn't really work perfectly because the the East has five teams out of the postseason that could make it right now, and the West only has four. But if you find a way to make it either eight or ten or even nine, and you just sort of find a way to have a tournament where it's you know uh, it goes by goal differential at the end if you need that tiebreaker, and you just find a way for teams to come to one area, one safe area, to play this quick tournament to just at least have the post the wild card seeds defined that way, then you have less grumbling, you have less complaints, and you have real competition figuring out who's going to get into the playoffs. Now, that would obviously benefit the Toronto Maple Leafs are just three points up on Florida. Florida has a game in hand. I mean, they'd be getting away with the one a little bit here because uh, they would be sort of absolved from having to play in that. But uh, I feel like if there is time for competition to figure out who should fill out the bottom end, uh, end of the postseason, I think obviously you'd like to see that. But I think the more, uh, more likely option is that we're going to get to a point where the playoffs just have to start. They're going to have to just throw them in and the competition for the Stanley cup is going to have to start that way. So is there any adjustments? Maybe if you're working on a a small timeline that you'd want to see. I mean, I would, I like your idea, but at the same time, like you said, like time is of the essence. Like the, 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 if you, there are a lot, again, there's so many moving pieces here that, that are really difficult. Like, you know, there's ven- there's venue booking for the draft. There's then, you know, there's, there's free agency meetings. There's all these kind of things that are, that are, you know, like if, if you push this, if you push the playoffs back, if you, if you start late and you end up going late, who knows what that does to, to the rest of the events on the league calendar. There's the board of governors meetings. There's the, the draft combine. There's all these different things. So I would say like you put the emphasis on the playoffs. If you, if like as much as it kind of sucks for some teams that are out and if the Leafs were out, I'd be saying this exact same thing. Like it's as much as that kind of sucks, you have to put the emphasis on the playoffs. Like that's, okay, the, so that's the main thing. That's what you play for. If it has to be in a timely fashion and you really at all costs have to award the Stanley Cup, what about a 32 team? If not a 32 team, because there's only 31 teams. So the president's trophy winner gets a buy a 31 team ncaa tournament it could be one single elimination knockout maybe there's mini tournaments of best two out of three but you rope in every single team that played in the nhl this year obviously so ottawa la all those bad teams back in with a chip in a chair but you have a legitimate tournament a tournament where you have a legitimate bracket we know the nhl loves brackets you set up they do 16 aside and you play towards a winner whether it's a one game or a best two out of three, maybe the final is the full four out of seven, but you find a way to create that bracket and include everyone, that would be pretty special. I don't know. I mean, there would always be an asterisk there, but that would be just as difficult to get through because maybe, I don't know if you'd be playing more games, you'd probably be playing less, but at least everybody's involved. There's no complaints. Everyone gets a chance. It'd be one, that would be the one time to try something pretty crazy. I think you do. I think that's a great idea. I would love that. I've kind of, I kind of want the playoffs to even be like that in, in, you know, normal way, but I don't think you award the Stanley cup for that. I think you award like the league trophy or you make some sort of, you do something like that, or you award the president's trophy for that or something. Or you put, you put $25 million on the line or something crazy. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, the Stanley cup, as much as we, as we kind of brush off all the, you know, gatekeeping stuff about hockey, like it's, the Stanley Cup is a Stanley Cup. It's important. It's it's 
there's 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 a legacy to it and it's going to be weird to look back in the history books and say oh yeah i remember that one time when the stanley cup was award wasn't really you know played the way that every other stanley cup is being played like no matter who gets no matter who wins that there's going to be an asterisk on that forever if the leafs win that like you're not gonna i don't care how difficult it is it's just different you know yeah from a fan perspective from a fan perspective it would feel like it'd be amazing but it would also probably feel a little hollow especially if you're a long suffering fan one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, like, you, you, I, you wouldn't be celebrating it like they won the cup. Like, you wouldn't feel that relief and, and you know the, the jubilation like you'd have to name it you'd have to name it the president's trophy or the league trophy or the commissioner's trophy or something like that because mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not the stanley cup and that's fine and these are circumstances that are pretty extenuating like it's okay to do that but at the same time you can't you, you can't call it the stanley cup like it's just not not the way it is, but I love that idea. Like, I would love to see that happen. Like, it would be great. Who knows what Detroit could do? Like, LA's won seven row right now. Then they're one of the worst teams in the league. Imagine what they could do in a one – like, they could that, – that could win them the tournament. You go on a seven-game heater, you have a Martin jo- or Martin Jones on, on, on San Jose. Team's in the toilet. Martin Jones plays like he did against the Leafs that one night for seven straight games. Goalies can do that. Antti Niemi has a Stanley Cup ring. And you can put him – like, that would be – that'd be amazing. You could do like the lowest lottery team or that go the lottery team that goes the furthest rather is the team that gets the number one pick. Like you'd have little games within the tournament, which would be pretty cool. I think if you got to the point where you just couldn't have two months of best of seven hockey, I wouldn't want to see the playoffs in a best of three all the way either. That diminishes it for no. me too. So if they can't do what they normally do, I would rather see them do something completely off the board, something completely crazy. Maybe it's not for the Stanley Cup. Maybe it's just for money but it would still be entertaining nonetheless. I mean, it's, it's going to cause, I mean, there's going to be uproar with whatever they do. If they even get to the point where they can do something, people are going to be complaining. People are going to enjoy it. It's going to be some, it's going to be weird. It's, it's going to change the way, I mean, people are going to view it in different ways. People are going to, you know, cherish it. People are going to diminish it. It's all going to be like up to the, the, you know, the eye of the beholder in that sense. But if they can find a way to make the best situation out of this, make it fun, and have something different, have something that we'll remember for a long time, I think that would be pretty cool. And I think there's the opportunity there, especially with a bracket-style tournament. Uh, but I think you're right. It would feel a little – if you're not going through the four-round slug, best of seven, where you know they're battered, bruised, bearded, and all, and all that, if it's not that, it's not the same, and it would feel a little bit different and obviously a little less special. And as well, like, let's say they even – let's say they do this how do you determine the draft lottery then because no matter like no matter what like this is this is a monumental draft like alex exactly this is this could be a next crosby guy and you could have fortunes of the entire league 
connected on, you know, there's an ultra universe out there. The schedule is normal. And Lafreniere goes to a completely different team. Like it's, the draft lottery is completely, you know, there, again, there like, there are these so many different, different moving parts here. Like if you, if you stop the regular season now and you go into the playoffs, let's say we're at April 12th now and they have to stop the season now, and they just go right into the playoffs. Then everything is kind of even out there, but that doesn't account for maybe pains of maybe sitting in some lottery odds. It's, it's crazy. It, it could determine the, the future of the league where the, where the future superstars are, the futures of a franchise, you know, the, you know, a rise of one, the fall of the other. It's crazy. That's why I think that that's a little bit more likely that, let's say it's a month, uh, I don't know if we're, a little bit of weird audio here, but we'll try and power through it. Um, if, if it is a month, they're, gonna, they're probably just going to jump right into it because they can't really afford to, you know, mess with the product that they're, they're going to have in the Stanley Cup playoffs by just trying to appease the teams that are probably not going to win anyway. I know that's a bad way to look at it, but I don't think the draft lottery is as big of an issue because they could just go by points percentage for that and there shouldn't be as much griping. I mean, what, what do you, as a team that's going into it, like, no, I want to win more. I want to give myself a worse chance. You can't say, oh, I wanted to lose the final 10 games and put myself in a better chance. I mean, I don't think the argument really works as well there. I see the teams that are, you know, finishing ninth and 10th as being the ones that would be really hurt by this process. But I think you're right. The most likely scenario, whether it's four weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, is that we just jump right into the playoffs and they're going to have to figure out how they want to seed these teams and how they're going to have a, those difficult discussions with the teams that are just going to be barely on the outside looking in. And there's a lot of, like, we're in the bubble of Toronto right here because we're a Leafs podcast, but, like, there are a lot of teams out there who, you know, they, they rely on gate revenue. They rely on these things. Like, not in the playoffs is a significant financial hit to some people. Like, the uh, like think about Columbus, exactly their, you know, their uh, ownership – Situation, but they're not one of the big money teams in the league. Like they rely on gate revenue, rely on sales and, and everything. And if uh, and if if they jump right into the regular season, that means first of all you've cut off a lot of the regular season gate revenue. And then let's say a team who is on the precipice who needs to make it, who needs that money. A lot of, we see a lot of teams buy the deadline just so they can get two games of, of you know playoff uh, gravy on top of everything, and they're robbed of that. Like that's there's some financial situations there that impacts the salary cap that impacts. Um, escrow that impacts revenue sharing. There's a there's a lot of moving parts here, and it's going to be. Uh, I do not envy the job of the person who has to figure this out. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, so you and I have to sort of, you know, we got to get into uh, another call and discuss what we're going to do in the future because uh, we definitely want to keep producing podcasts while the Maple Leafs are not playing in games. So we have to figure out a way to do that. But uh, for right now, it's you know about coronavirus. What happened today? And the fact that we're not going to be seeing hockey or any sports uh, in the upcoming weeks and potentially months. So uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do with that. And we suggest, you know, we want everyone to stay safe, go through all the precautions you can. If you can stay home, stay home. That's probably the only message that should be being spread with any regularity right now. Yeah. And also check on the people who are in the situ same situation as you. You might be a young, healthy person listening to this who thinks it doesn't impact. Well, there are a lot of people out there who does impact severely. You know, my dad's a 60-year-old diabetic. I think of him, you know. You think of your grandparents, think of your parents, think of any one of your friends who, you know, are immunocompromised or, or have had, you know, health or anything that puts them at risk, you know. That's important. Do, stay safe. Even if you don't you have symptoms, even if you don't feel like, you know, you're, you're succumbing to this or anything like that, just do, just, 
practice social distancing. Don't take any chances because you might be fine, but your actions can severely impact someone else. So just care for each other. Like this is this is those moments where we kind of have to all pull together and, and take a, take care of those who can't take care of each other and kind of pull up all the slack. And uh, yeah, just just stay safe. Well said. We'll leave it at that. Uh, if you want to do your sign off, you're welcome to right now.